Uh, good morning. Good morning. It's great to be together. Thanks for the introduction and uh, the pressure. <laughs> live up to a great time, I don't think. But uh, uh, what I want to share with you this morning is born out of uh, uh, the service last week. During uh, Larry's sermon, he was talking about becoming something. And that we're, we're built to become something. God expects us to become something. Uh, or many things. And uh, I struggle with that. And I started to kind of tune out Larry, and I started thinking about <laughs> becoming something. And if you know me, I can, I can kind of turn to a dark side and turn into works Christianity. And I start thinking, if I have to become something, what do I need to do? What's the list of things that I need to do? And how am I going to achieve those to become something? And so I'm going down this rabbit hole, just spinning out of control. And then all of a sudden, the Spirit says in my head, remember what Carolyn told you? She had quoted a, a, a book, a secular book, and I don't know if it was that morning or if it's days before or whatever, but it was a, it's a book that's written by um, uh, Rebecca Lester, and um, she's a medical and psychological anthropologist okay. at Washington University in St. Louis, and this is totally secular writing, bear with me, I, don't, I wouldn't normally use it, but it's, uh, it's just the spirit reminded me of that, and everything started making sense, and it started flowing together. Now, the quote that uh, Carolyn read to me is, one of the most important features of rituals is that they do not only mark time, they create time. By defining beginnings and endings to de- developmental and social phases, rituals structure our social worlds and how we understand time, relationships, and change. And that can be kind of heady, but to me, what it was telling me is God has created us rituals to call us back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you know your Bible, you know that God gave the Israelites a lot of commands. Mm-hmm. A lot of things to do, a lot of things not to do. He gave them things, ways, ways to do these things and ways not to do these things. But I think more importantly, God gave us rituals. He gave the Israelites rituals. He gave them the Sabbath that was celebrated weekly. And that the Sabbath fits that, that category. It not only marked time, it defined time. Because... The Sabbath was generated by God to be commemorated by the people to understand that he created something good and he loved what he created and he wanted to rest and reflect on that. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted the Israelites to do the same thing to help them understand that before that time they were nothing. It was just void. During that time he was having fun creating and after the time we were created and rest was set aside for us. And then he's got all these other rituals, you know, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, the Feast of Tabernacles, um, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread became Passover, which I think is the most important ritual God created for the Israelites. It commemorated the time where they were an oppressed people. They were enslaved. They were not having a good time. They answered to a ruthless leader who gave them nothing, had no love for them. And as the Passover occurred and, and uh, transitioned into the Exodus, they went from that oppressed people to a, a people of freedom, a people with hope, people with, with a, a future. Mm-hmm. And that ritual reminds them, God told them that you'll need to celebrate this every year, but not until you go to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they had to wait 40 years to, to commemorate that first Passover. But that Passover was meant for them to, to understand that, you know, this is a transition. And remember where you came from mm-hmm. and how things were so horrible without me. Remember where, you, where you're headed. 
what happened, where you were headed, you were spared. And the, that ritual was probably the, the best uh, um, evidence of the grace of God and how he cared for his people and that promise uh, of the future. And so I think, you know, God creates these rituals um, throughout time to, to remind us. And, and as I was sitting there going down the rabbit hole and trying to figure out how I, how I could um, uh, be said, I, I was reminded of uh, a, a scripture in 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 3. Paul writes to the Corinthians in verse 17. He says, Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is present, there is freedom. And we all, with unveiled faces reflecting the glory of the Lord, are being transformed in the same image from one degree of glory to another, which is from the Lord, who is the Spirit. And, and Paul's writing to the Corinthians, and he, earlier he's contrasting the Old Covenant and the Law. And as he's talking about the, the Old Covenant, he uses words like uh, no glory, ineffective, ministry that produced death. But in the New Covenant, he uses words uh, of glory, transformation, mm-hmm. um, one degree of glory to another and freedom. Mm-hmm. And I caught myself at that point thinking, you know, it's not up to me. I'm being transformed. I got to do the work. Mm-hmm. I got to do the next right thing. But I can't transform myself. Right. I can't make any difference. God's got to do that. The Spirit's mm-hmm. got to do it. And so um, it was just kind of a cool thing that you know God's spirit was just was working and prompting me and, and, and trying to, to remind me of, of you know what he created and what he created us for and that he's got everything in, in a, uh, a plan and we need to trust the plan and he's in charge and we're not yeah. mm-hmm. and again we have to do the work but we're being transformed by him and each each of these rituals they're marked by time and they define time. And they're just reminders that God wants us to, 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 uh, to um, you know, exercise and, and be freed from. And then I thought about the, the new covenant, and Jesus came, and I think, I would contend that he only introduced two rituals for us. The first ritual being baptism. The second ritual being the, the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. Now, baptism is a one-time event, at least for most of us. Um, maybe not for some of us, but that's a, Another topic for another day, um, but it, it was intended to be one one event, and it fits that same definition that Rebecca Lester says. It defines time, or it, it, it's a point in time. It defines time, and there's that transition where before we knew Jesus, before we knew God, before we <coughs> devoted our lives to, to, to follow Jesus, there was a period of time that was not good. And then we, we go through the, our baptism, which ties into the Lord's Supper and the, the resurrection, and we're raised to a new life. And so there's that transition. And so I think God is, is saying, you know, today as, as we celebrate communion, we need to be reminded of that ritual and go through that transformation in our own minds and understand it's not of our own doing. We made a decision, yeah, but God is, is constantly transforming us. And Ryan and I uh, spent some time this week uh, building a, a top for a desk standing desk, uh, motorized standing desk, and uh, he, he just kind of passing, he said, you know what, I celebrated my ninth spiritual birthday this week. Mm-hmm. 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 And, uh, <laughs> and as he was saying that, I started thinking, man, it seems like just yesterday, and it seems like a lifetime, and then, then Ryan, uh, the words out of Ryan's mouth, well, it seems like yesterday, but it seems like a lifetime. <laughs> and those of you who know Ryan know that uh, he's come a long way. 
Yeah. I won't confess his sin. <laughs> I'll let, you, uh, let him tell you the stories, but um, it's just incredible to, to look both Ryan and Katie where you came from. Yeah. And uh, we, you know, we all have our own story, but uh, it, 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 I was just reflecting. I was so so happy to just remember where you guys came from. I, I remember meeting Ryan first or second time, and I was thinking, this guy's got a long way to go. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I got to know this guy's got an incredible heart. Yeah. yeah. And then I got to know his brother Shay, and and uh, realized that uh, their mom truly is a saint. And, uh, yeah. and that's, that's before I even met Kaylin. Yeah. <laughs> there's poor Maddie stuck in between, right? Yeah. But it's, it's just been a pleasure to see you guys just mature and to, to um, evolve and be transformed mm-hmm. in God's glory. And, and in your personal relationships with, with God and in your relationship with one another. Mm-hmm. And uh, to me, that's the testimony that that's, you know, Second Corinthians is talking, mm-hmm. talking about, is that transformation. Mm-hmm. You know, they're doing the work. They're, they're making that devotion, but God is transforming them. Mm-hmm. And he's got great things uh, planned for the future. Um, and then I, uh, you know, I thought about uh, um, Jesus as he's preparing for his his death in the Last Supper. And Carolyn made the point this week that you know I think Jesus was just throwing a funeral for himself because he knew he wouldn't be able to be there for his funeral, and he wanted to be, be able to impart to his to his disciples that he loved them. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be with them. And it reminded me of um, John 14. As he's speaking to the disciples, he says, I've spoken these things while staying with you, but the advocate, some, some uh, versions say the counselor, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name will teach you everything and will cause you to remember everything that I've said to you. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I'm sure they didn't understand it because they didn't understand most of what he taught. Right. But he, he, he's trying to give them comfort. He, he knows that you know, after he leaves, they're going to be lonely, they're going to be confused, they're going to be frustrated. Um, but he, but he says, you know, I'm going to send you something. I'm going to send you the Holy Spirit, an advocate, a counselor for you. That's going to make everything make sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those things that I tried to teach you for the last three years mm-hmm. and you didn't understand, they're going to make sense. The Spirit's going to keep reminding me. And I thought about that, um, you know, last Sunday. I felt like, yeah, this so cool. The Spirit is teaching me things that I already know. Mm-hmm. I just need, mm-hmm. need to be reminded. Yeah. So as, as we take communion, I want to encourage you that uh, this this not be a ritual that's habitual and has no meaning, mm-hmm. but really to, to remember that the true meaning of this ritual is to understand that God's grace is abundant and God's grace is transforming us into his glory day by day from one glory to the next. And it's all because of his amazing grace. That's great. God, I'm, I'm so grateful that we can uh, be here as a family, that we can celebrate uh, Jesus' great ritual, the Lord's Supper, and just a reminder that uh, because of his death, his sacrifice, and uh, because of his resurrection, power of death, that we can be transformed, that we can draw closer to you. And though, though we may, it may seem like small steps to us, um, every step towards you is, is, is just incredible. Mm-hmm. God, help us to, to feel... Uh, to, to, to look at our milestones, to, to understand our rituals, and just to feel closer to you, and really bask in your love and, and bask in your grace, and really uh, um, understand that uh, you're not angry with us, you're not frustrated with us, although you may be frustrating at times, that you just, you just love us and you want us to, to, to be more like you, and you want us to be closer to you, and to, to look to you, and really to uh, celebrate the Creator, not the Creator.